First Peter chapter one, what we're going to do today is a bit different. Won't be a sermon, so to speak. What we're going to do is read this chapter together and I guess you could say pray through this chapter together. And just as as your pastor, but also just as a <coughs> fellow human being. This is a time of year where things get real busy real fast through the rest of the year. Uh, but also I know that we've got various ones in the church through different conversations that I know there's many of us who could say, well, you know what? We've had a lot going on lately. Whether it's been travels or sickness or procedures or just work in general or all of the above. We have many within our midst that are, that are just... Tired, to put it simply. And then we come, as we do every year, we come to this last stretch of the year where it's Reformation Day. Some call it Halloween. I petition we start referring to it as Reformation Day as it ought to be, but that's a whole other sermon for another time. Um... Then you get Thanksgiving and Christmas. Boom, boom, boom. And typically throughout most of the last two months, it's either travels or plans, family get together, so on and so forth. And then you have all of the other stuff that's just life in general. Again, work, sickness, travels, yada, yada, yada. But as believers, whatever we experience in this life, Sickness, health, traveling, staying put, working hard, having some leisure time, holidays, regular days, whatever it is, the beginning of the year, the end of the year, the middle of the year, the way that we experience life, the way that we live life must be, I'm not going to say should be, ought to be, must be anchored in the faith, it must be anchored in our understanding of Christ and who He is. And if it is not, then here's what will inevitably happen. We will start to respond to life the same way that everybody else responds to life. When we get stressed, we'll respond like the world responds to stress. When something happens that makes us upset or angry, we'll respond like the world responds when they get angry. If we get sick or if we have a or if we have a, an ongoing stretch where we just feel like we can't get better or if if it's a, a medical emergency, a procedure or something like that, we'll respond to those things the same way that the world responds to them because we're not anchored in the faith. We're not anchored in our understanding of Christ and who he is as our savior. So I'm not preaching a sermon today on, you know, being tired in the midst of life or living life through a position of faith or, or anything of that nature. I, I want to do something very simple, very straightforward. I want to read through First Peter chapter 1. Because, personally, I find myself numerous times throughout the week, the month, the year, depending on whatever year it is, I find myself repeatedly 
coming back to First Peter chapter one, this has become a chapter of scripture that is just very meaningful to me, um, as all of scripture is. But I think all of us would say that you know we have we have a certain set of verses or a certain chapter or a certain book of the Bible that we just constantly find ourselves coming back to. And First Peter, the book itself is a book that I would highly recommend for everybody to become well acquainted with all the chapters of First Peter. But for the sake of this service today, I want us together to read through it. And I pray that as we read through this and pray through it and remind ourselves of the rich theological positions of First Peter 1, the rich doctrine of First Peter 1, which I'm not going to take the time to explain that or teach that this morning. Again, this is not going to be a, a, a traditional sermon, if you will. I'm just going to pray and, and trust that God, through His Spirit and through His Word, will, will draw our minds and draw our, our attention and our hearts to focus upon these truths. And that if we don't fully comprehend them, that as we read them and as we pray over these things together that, that even in that the Spirit of God would lead us to a deeper understanding and a deeper knowledge of these things. Before we read, there's a few things that I will go ahead and plant in your head. Be thinking, be thinking of salvation. Specifically your salvation. If you're here today and you say, I'm confident, I know I'm a child of God. I want you to be thinking about salvation and how that came to be. How you came to the place where you understood that you were a child of God. I want us to be thinking about life. The struggles of life. The, the pains of life. The toils of life. And how faith interacts with that. I want us to be thinking about our manner of living, how we ought to live, and understanding that the Christian life is not a life of passivity. We're not to be passive as Christians. We are to be active. We are to be at war as Christians. Not at war with ourselves. <laughs> at war with sin. And we are to be zealous for good works as Christians. And over all of this, I want us to think, as we read, I want us to, to focus upon how, in the midst of everything, we are able to be at rest and to rejoice and to give thanks and to give praise throughout all the circumstances of life because we have been saved. Because we are a child of God. Through the blood of Jesus Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So with that being said, let's just start reading through here and uh, you just kind of follow my lead at various points through this. I'll just begin to pray. I'm not going to say, and let us pray now, and let us pray now. I'm just going to read and you'll be able to tell when I'm praying and I would invite you to, to join with me in that. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God, 
the Father and the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. God, we praise You for how great a salvation that You have bestowed upon us, Your children. God, we praise You for Your work of salvation. Given by the Father to the Son. Purchased by the blood of the Son. Sanctified and sealed by the power of the Spirit. God, we are fully, completely, perfectly Yours. We praise You that time and time again, we see from Scripture that Your steadfast love is set upon us, Your people. God, we praise You that according to Your great mercy, You caused us to be born again. God, that Your wrath no longer rest upon us, but Your steadfast love which endures forever. God, I pray that each and every day we would grow in our understanding of how great, how eternal, how infinite a miracle it is that we are called Your children. And that we are so because it was the good pleasure of Your will to save us. I pray that we will rejoice in the Trinitarian nature of our salvation. Held, kept in the hands of the Father and the Son and sealed in the power of the Spirit. That our faith would be strengthened and that our assurance would be firm as we consider Your hand, Your sovereign grace and mercy that has accomplished salvation. We ask in Jesus' name. Pick up in verse 4. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. 
Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when He predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Father, we praise you that not only are we saved by grace, not only are we saved by your power and your work, but we are kept. We are kept and guarded by your power through faith. May we consider the power of the statement that Paul penned in Ephesians that we are saved by grace through faith. And it is not our own doing. It is your doing. We are your workmanship, Lord. And God, I pray that as we endure the sufferings or the trials of life, God, that that knowledge and that faith in Jesus Christ and our belief and our trust in His finished work of redemption would grant to us the ability to continue to rejoice and to give thanks and to endure and to persevere for Your glory. God, whenever we feel swept up or taken away by the cares of this world or the trials and tribulations of this world, God, I pray that it, would, that it is just this recognition of, of the foundation of our faith. Christ and Him alone. And that finished work of redemption. Our anchor, Jesus Christ, that would bring us back to that place of rest. That place of contentment. That place of gratefulness and thankfulness. Even in the midst of suffering. That we would be able to rejoice knowing that we are kept by your power. And nothing will hinder us being with you for eternity. Nothing will hinder us from receiving our eternal inheritance. And God, I pray that as our faith is tested, God, that your work, your work would be accomplished in your children, that we would be sanctified, that we would be strengthened, that we would be drawn closer to you. Considering the outcome of our faith, considering how great a salvation has been granted to us, And God, even though we are not able to see, we are not able to touch or to feel, God, we pray that as Your Spirit testifies within us, Abba, 
Father, that we would know, and again, that our faith would be strengthened, that our faith would increase, and that we would rejoice, and that even in the midst of great trial, we would have joy unspeakable, full of glory. A joy and a contentment and a peace that the world does not know because they do not know Christ, your Son, and our Savior. God, we praise You that in Your mercy and in Your grace, You saw fit to reveal these things to us. God, that we can that we can study out these things, that we can know deeper truths and mysteries of pertaining to salvation and pertaining to Christ that not even the prophets knew. And that we can know redemption and reconciliation and forgiveness and, and being raised to new life. That we can understand how great a salvation that even angels don't comprehend and they long to look into these things. So God, we praise You that we are Yours, that we are Your workmanship, that our life in Christ is Your work from start to finish. We are simply the recipients of Your grace. And I pray that as we are brought low, as we consider those things, that there was nothing in us worth saving. There was nothing in us that uh, that, that caused You to uh, to to pick us or to, to show Your grace to us. There was nothing we did to earn salvation. But it was Your grace and Your mercy and Your love that You freely set upon us and You freely poured out upon us. And I pray that as we are humbled in that, that we would rejoice. God, that we would understand that that we aren't meant to be caught up in the cares of the world and that even as we go through trials and tribulations, those things are not meant to, are not brought about to ultimately harm us or to hurt us or to, to, to break us down. It's the testing of our faith. God, You are strengthening us. You are, you are drawing us closer to Yourself. And You are breaking down the old man and and killing flesh so that we can be sanctified and molded into the image of Christ. And Father, we rejoice in these things. I pray that we would understand them, that You would increase our level of understanding as we ponder these things and meditate upon these truths. God, that we would have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness and a hunger and a thirst for Christ and who He is and a knowledge of Christ from Your Word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Verse 13. Therefore, preparing your minds for action, being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as He who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on Him as Father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, <clears throat> knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without spot or blemish. 
He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through Him are believers in God, who raised Him from the dead and gave Him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Father, we praise You for the blood of Christ which has cleansed us from sin. <clears throat> the blood of Christ that was spilled on our behalf. God, may we never grow indifferent or numb or callous to the fact that it was our sin that put Christ upon that cross. And as we consider our lives, the sins that we ourselves have committed, God, that we would understand that anything that we could possibly come up with as Your children, all of the, all of the sins and all of the shortcomings that we have have been paid for. And those whom the Son sets free are free indeed. Because your wrath has already been poured out. The wrath and the anger that our sins kindled was poured out upon your Son. And that blood was not spilled for us to live the lives that we want to live or to live the lives that, that our flesh desires. We have been sanctified. We are a called out people. A people set apart for your own possession. Purchased. We are not our own. We have been cleansed and purified and sanctified to live for your glory. To honor you in all that we say and do. And we are to be holy as you are holy. And God, I pray that the realization of what great cost purchased our salvation. The realization that it was not anything of this world, the riches and the treasures of this world... But it was the, the precious blood of Jesus Christ that has cleansed us. God, that we would not be foolish enough to take that lightly, to grow indifferent. But again, God, that that would humble us. That that would sober us up. That we would understand why we are here. We are not worthy to be called your own. But through the blood of your Son, you have claimed us as your own. You have purchased us. We are not our own. We are yours. And we are to be holy. And we are to strive to glorify you in all things. So God, I pray you would grant to us sober-mindedness. God, that we would not be conformed to our former passions. That we would not live in the flesh. That we would not pursue worldly gain. But again, Lord, that we would have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. That we would be zealous for good works. Good works that were prepared beforehand 
for us. And God, that we would understand that we are exiles here. This world truly is not our home. But we are to shine as lights in the darkness so long as you leave us here. And so we pray your will be done. Not our will, but your will be done in all things. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Verse 22 now. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding Word of God. All flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of the grass. The grass withers, the flower falls, but the Word of the Lord remains forever. And this Word is the good news that was preached to you. Father, now we come to You praising You once again for salvation. Your Word endures forever. Flesh will fail. The glory of this life will fail. But Your Word endures forever. And we as Your children are those who have been born again from the imperishable seed of the Word. And so we praise You for the gift of eternal life through Christ Your Son, the true and living Word. Again, that we may know and that we would rejoice that there is nothing in this life, nothing in life or death that can separate us from Your love which is in Christ Jesus. God, that we, that we have no need to fear anything, but that all things are worked together for our good and Your glory. God, that we would love one another with a sincere and brotherly love. God, that we would forgive one another, that we would, uh, that we would treat one another as those who have come to know Christ. And if we have come to know Christ, if we have tasted and seen that You are good, then we should love one another as Christ loves. We should forgive as Christ has forgiven us. God, I pray that we would, that we would take time to ponder, to meditate upon all the things that we've read in this chapter and prayed over in this chapter, but namely that we would consider that if we have been born again, it is of imperishable seed. Your Word does not fade away. Your Word remains forever. And the Word that we heard, the Gospel that we heard that, that, that was used to, to draw us to that place of, of, of repentance and reconciliation, that Word that was preached to us, the Gospel of Jesus Christ, is the means by which You use to cause us to be born again. To wash us in the regeneration of the Spirit. And Father, we praise You. May we rest and rejoice in knowing 
that if you have saved us, if you have, if you have claimed us as your own, if the Father has chosen us and given us to the Son, if the Son has laid down His life on our behalf and purchased our redemption, if the Spirit has raised us up to new life, sealed us, and is the guarantee of our inheritance, then truly nothing can separate us. And once that is settled in our hearts, knowing that nothing can separate us, nothing in life or death, nothing in all of creation can separate us from Your love, may we look even further and the way that we view the, the trials and the toils of this world, may we come to the place where we truly understand and believe that even all of that is for our good. And that we would glorify You even in the pain and the suffering of life. That You would receive glory and honor in all things, both now and forever. Amen.